Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to Leadership Leadership Stars. I have to tell you, this is a show that I have been looking forward to for months, and I really can't wait to get our guest on um, because she has such a rich background, and I know she's going to give us information that we just can't do without. So this show really is about nothing less than defying the odds, shattering glass ceilings, and leading to legacy from a woman who's done it all. She's gone from a GED to a doctorate degree, from homelessness to politics and successful entrepreneurship. And if you have ever doubted yourself, your leadership path, or your power, then you don't want to miss this show. You want to be here and join my guest, Dr. Latarsha Holden, in talking about legacy leading in your own life. Latarsha, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me, Linda. I'm excited to be here. I am so delighted. As we were talking before the show, and, and how much we were both looking forward to this show. And yeah, it's been it's been what, three or four months yes. since we set this up, and it's awesome. So, um, Latarsha, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, I mentioned the fact that you went from a GED to a doctorate, from homelessness to politics, and a successful entrepreneurship. What was your path? Well, you you know, uh, I'm still coming down. I call it off of a ten year high journey. Um, it, it, it was only truly by the grace of God that in 10 years, within 10 years, um, he took a high school dropout, m- homeless mother of six children in the streets of Atlanta. Um, I, he just he just turned my life around in 10 years. I mean, it was probably the hardest time of my life. Going from a GED to a doctorate, uh, running for city council in 2017, then becoming an author of 12 books within 10 years. I can say it's definitely been um, a long, painful journey, but it's been a very rewarding one as well. And I presume you were a single mom? Yes, that's correct. Okay, all right. That is that is pretty tremendous. And what is, uh, I, I, I being a lifelong learner and loving to know what people do with education, um, what's your doctorate in? Leadership studies. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, your dissertation was on... Well, what happened um, after I got, I was in school 10 years. Um, after I got my MBA, I went into the Master of Divinity program for about a year and a half. And then I was about eight months to a year into my PhD program in leadership. And I was called to the office and they said, well, we hate to inform you that you're, 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 you have depleted your funds. You are no longer able to uh, complete the program. About <gasps> six months later, I received a call from Dr. Carlton Davis. He is the president of the Moore Theological Institute of America. And he called and I was at the hair salon. He said, Dr. Holden. I said, well, no, sir, I didn't finish. He said, Dr. Holden, you don't understand. We've been following you and you was getting a PhD in leadership and you have exemplified leadership. You have led a family of seven out of homelessness. Um, you taught all your children about leadership uh, you also ran for office, became an author, uh, 12-time published author. You have earned your uh, degree, and therefore they awarded me um, my doctorate degree in leadership studies. Oh, that's phenomenal. 
that that you know at first I was like God I went as far as I could to get that call and he was like you know a lot of people can do studying writing papers but papers but you actually became like your dissertation you actually became you know I think I went beyond that paper and that research I actually showed the true essence of leadership. And Latasha, I think that's the real key of, of studies. You know, I agree with you that that you know there are, there are many people, doctorates, master's degrees, even um, bachelor degrees, folks who have book learning, yeah. but they've never stepped into <laughs> what does that really mean. And I agree. If uh, you know your journey was a true example of leadership, and so your kids are how old? I'm curious. Oh, my goodness. My oldest would be 30 um, in June. So they're 30, 28, 26, 25. I have a daughter graduating in May on her 18th birthday. And my youngest son will be 17 in August. Wow. That's quite a quite a spread. Yeah. 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 Any of them married with grandchildren? Um, two. Two. Oh. My son, uh-huh, he just recently retired from the Marines. Um, he did 11 years in the Marine Corps. Okay. And 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 so that's what I'm really proud of, um, Linda. Yeah. The, to teach my children how to be leaders during our time of homelessness and, and to see them lead in their own way is, is probably my biggest accomplishment that, that I'm very proud of. Well, and I would thank your son for his service. Um, thank that, you. That's very, very special. My guess is he spent some time um, over in the Middle East, yes? Yes. Okay. All right. Fantastic. And you wrote 12 books. Now, there's one that's on your website that I could see, and that was No Longer Lost. Is that part of the 12, or is that a new yes. one? No, that's, okay. that's my life story. That That's, oh. you know, just to tell, you know, how I got lost at such an early age, you know, dropping out in the 10th grade, having four kids by 22. Oof. So statistics Oof. was really stacked against me. You know, my journey started when I was 35 years old. So I was uneducated, underemployed, um, basically had little chance of success, and then homeless with six children in the streets of Atlanta. So, yeah, it, it was definitely a journey working my way up from rock bottom. What made you decide to, in essence, shift your life? Because that's a tremendous shift. What 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 brought that about? You know, being in that homeless, um, being in a, we was living in squatters in a board up house, and I just remember pacing the floor one night crying. I didn't know what to do. You know, I've, and I I realized that either I fight for my family. Or I might lose my kids to the streets. And so I made a vow to myself that the streets was not going to raise my six children, nor the jails was going to house them. Mm-hmm. And and I went and enrolled in college. I didn't really know what that looked like. I was 35. And the last time I've been to any one school, I was 15 years old. So, Oof. yeah, that was definitely a scary um, beginning. Although I find... Uh the older students, I mean, the, the I mean, I went back to nursing school um, when I was in my 40s, I want to say, um, because I wanted to teach nurses business. Um, it was a time of managed care and nurses were having to deal with business people and had no idea how to do that. So I went back and what I found was that the 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 women who were there who were older students were more focused, more deliberate wanted to know more about what they were teaching and were not just interested in what's going to be on the test. Um, there there was a real 
um, depth of understanding from the women who were, you know, like you, over 35 and returning yes. to school. Um, I almost think school's wasted on the young. Would, would you agree? Yes. Okay. All right. Latarsha, so we've talked about how you rebuilt your life after experiencing homelessness. Is there anything else that you want to add to that? Well, I definitely want to just expound a little bit on my six children. I think yeah. um, because when we was homeless, I didn't I, I didn't have anything to give them. Um, and, and I just came to them 10 years, about 12 years ago. And I said, hey, I, I wanted to. And at that time, I was contemplating suicide. I mean, we was homeless for three years. Oof. It was it was arties. I mean, from living in cars, hotels, shelters. So and then I was a full time student. But I came to my six children and I said, well, if I can teach you all how to serve now. Um, and I just gave them the only thing that I had to give was service to others. And so out of me doing events in the community with my kids and showing them how to give back at their lowest, they turned around. And then that's when my son came to me his senior year in high school and said, well, mother, about what you showed me uh, about service, I want to join the United States Marine Corps. So he served the country for 11 years. He's medically retired. Now he's a biology student getting a biology degree because he wanted to be a biology teacher. He wanted to continue to serve. And then I have a daughter now. She said, Mom, my way of giving back, she's went into the medical field. She's an EMT, getting her degree in human services. I have another daughter who's graduating this year with her bachelor's in human services. And I had the honor of seeing her graduate from the Army basic training two yeah. months ago. And my one son is a caregiver. My 17-year-old daughter is a two-time published author, youth speaker, youth advocate, spoken word artist, and my youngest son, Omega, he's the last to end. No more coming after him. <laughs> um, he, he's a youth leader. So at my lowest, I gave them the only thing I had. And so to see them serving in their own individual way is definitely a blessing. I would love, I just love to share that with the world, just to see that at our lowest, they took what I gave them and ran with it. I think that's amazing. You know, there there are kids who are privileged and kids who have everything who don't accomplish um, and don't take on the kinds of roles that your children have. I think that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Mm. Um, and two of them to, to serve in the military. That's that's also pretty awesome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm really proud of now, now, you have a program called Hurdles. Yeah, I, I, out of my 12 books, I wrote a training manual where I go back now and and do uh, workshops. And so my training manual, um, my organi- my first organization just engrafted it into their single parent program. And it just takes people through the seven steps that I went through to transform my mind. How do I become disciplined? What did I do to accomplish my goals? And so I just go back to help, you know, those that are still lost. Someone I can just so my workshops are being implemented in at the Atlanta Urban League in Atlanta, um, the Fulton Atlanta Community Action Authority. So it's really been implemented in places where people can say, man, that's it. And and that's my goal to go back. And that's why I ran for office. You know, I made a vow when we was homeless that I would go back. God, if you get us out of homelessness and hopelessness, I would go back and help others. As soon as I came out of school, it was a seat open. And uh, my current mayor, Mayor Keisha Bottoms, that I actually ran for the city council seat that she gave up to run for mayor. So we was all in that race together. So that was definitely an honor for my family to see me campaign and to be a part of that. 
And did you get the seat? You know, I didn't get to see Linda, but you know, it was eight of us in the race. I was wow. the underdog, and yeah. I had fifteen hundred dollars. I was the only one that didn't have a campaign manager, didn't have an endorsement, because I was I was the one that wasn't politically connected. I didn't know anyone in high places. But I tell you, Linda, my other opponents they had twenty thousand to fifty thousand, and the lady that uh, wanted to see going into the runoff, she only beat me by four hundred votes to my fifteen hundred dollars. That is it's, impressive. Yes. Yeah. So I did very the the little because district the district I was running for is the big biggest district in Atlanta. So I didn't have the visibility, but the people who I was able to come in contact with knew that the same fight I was had for my family, I was going to have for them, and they came out at every polling place. I was someone came out and and voted for me. So what is what did that what what lesson did that um, give you what well, it gave me the and what I taught my kids as well that your your values and your morals and what you stand for as a leader will be stronger than your fears it overrode my fear of being the underdog it overrode my fear of you know being the the person that came from rock bottom because I stood for something greater than than you know than worrying about oh um, you know, everybody else is so accomplished than I was. So I'm curious what, you know, one of the things that I talk about is women stepping into movements similar to what you've done um, in a couple of different ways. One is you, you have a movement about homelessness and helping women and men, I presume as well. Yes. yes. To, to step out of that condition and to, um, to see you almost as a role model of what can be accomplished um, and what you can do with God, with heart, with determination, with leadership, all of that. And it, it's it's an impressive um, role model, to be, to be honest with you. Plus, you ran for public office, which is, again, another um, movement of... I want to change how the yes. fabric of Atlanta in, in its politics looks. And so I'm going to run for that. There are so many women out there who have causes like that or movements like that and are sitting in this on the sidelines going, oh, no, no, I can't do that. Not me. No, um, I don't have, like you said, I don't have the money. I don't have the connections. I don't have the time. I don't have the experience. I don't know what to do. They're all better than I am. I mean, we 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 diss ourselves so much. So do you have I, a, a do you have something to say to these women? <laughs> you know, you know why? I think at that point I had been through with well, my son been in the Marines, my daughter in the Army. I had been through my crucible. I mm-hmm. had it was, I had been through my training ground. I had to learn. So so I had became fearless. I tell people when I do my workshops, I went in. That's burning fights, and I came out as strong as the rock. So, you know, and it's like I have, and so when you stand the test of time and your trials, you come out different. Your stance is different. And at that point, I had to fight for those that was homeless, the underdog, those that was um, felt like there was no more hope and that my wife was just strong enough for me to go stand, regardless of whether I won. I believe once you step in a ring to run a race, Whatever race that may be, you are a winner. Once you throw your, you know, you say, hey, I'm going for it. And so I consider myself a winner. You know, my grandkids was out there campaigning with me, holding up signs. 
So that for me is is just broke so many barriers. My son called me the other day from the, uh, the one that was in the Marines. Mm-hmm. And he said, Mom, <clears throat> having you as a mother, it was almost like we had a mentor alongside of us to show us how to overcome adversity. And, and I was like, wow. He was like, it, it, it's no reason that we should not be successful. So I'm proud of all my sisters and brothers. And so that's what I became a champion for them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they just taking it and they running with it. That's, that is so amazing. Um, and I love the fact that you said you, you um, had to go through the crucible um, and, yeah. you know, to be able to come out and be fearless. But I have a question. Do you think that every woman needs to go through something like that before she can step into a cause that she really cares about? I think that that's a process it has to be, you know, every, I, I think a lot of people want the, the crown without the cross. Um, the process is very critical to it, especially at the level of certain endeavors that people take on. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, I, I and I think everybody, you know, cross is different, everybody path. But if you skip the process, I don't think when the time comes up for you to stand, um, that's why we see people in leadership that are not um being as effective as a leader because they missed that critical point as like, for instance, when I was running and certain people would come and say, Hey, you know, men in particular, Hey, you know, um, uh, if you dated me or, or I know these connections, but because I went through the process, I was able to stand and, you know, my ground and say, Hey, I'm going to win on my own merits. I'm not going to date no one. I'm not going to get, you've become, it's a certain way you move. You don't, you don't, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I realized when I was homeless, how you start a thing is how you're going to have to finish it. Right. And I was not going to start something off in, in, in craziness. And and so I think you'll be able, the process helps you to stand and to stand in um, integrity. That is phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I, I find that many of the, um, causes and movements that I look at, you know, um, world hunger, uh, water, human trafficking, sexual abuse, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of it, the women who uh, and men who are involved in it have all had a situation or an experience where this became their primary concern. And so, audience, I want you to think about while we take a quick break. Um, where you've gone through that crucible and fought your way through it and become fearless. And what's that cause that you can step into? And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas, 
That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at dare to dream with Linda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dream with Linda.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have an absolutely phenomenal woman on the show today, Latarsha Holden. She does have a, a, a doctorate in leadership studies, and she's written 12 books. She's been a political candidate. She was a full-time student for 10 years, going from getting her GED to her doctorate. And she is an amazing advocate for the homeless and teaching them how to step out of that and how to move through the crucible that they need to in order to step out and be as fearless as they possibly can. And she's now a business owner of Three Elements Incorporated, which she opened last year. So welcome, Latasha. It's good to have you back. Thanks. I'm glad to be back. I'm having an awesome time. Fantastic. So, so are, <laughs> am I. Um, so, let's talk about your books. You have 12 of them. Yes, yes. I, I wrote my, my, the first book I wrote, No Longer Lost, is my life story, which has companion documentary that came out 2016. Uh, filmmaker here in Atlanta came out of retirement to do this documentary. Wow. Dan Moore Sr., he's the founder of the Apex Museum in Atlanta, and he, they did a phenomenal job on this documentary. Hopefully one day we try to get that turned to a lifetime movie. Uh-huh. But my 12 books, I remember when I was in a Ph.D. program, and I'm a, I've been a community advocate for 12 years, been speaking now uh, uh, to stop SCLC, Stop the Violence campaigns, got my daughter into it. And so when I was in a Ph.D. program, 
I just heard the cries of the kids and I knew how much I love my children. And so I wrote a four part youth series for 11 to 15 years old um, that deal with sex trafficking, teen dating violence, bullying, love and forgiveness. And I remember one of my classmates say, I'm an ordained pastor. She said, Pastor, I don't understand. She said, how do you have time to write anything? And we have all this work. And I say, you know, as a community advocate, I hear the cries of the people and I move. I've learned how to move when that that pain and that 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 care for people is on me, so to speak, you know. So I, I wrote the fourth um part you series untruth and mama wisdom i have a four children's book that teach on kindness and respect for different um ethnicities and love and and showing joy so i got four children's book a four part you series my life story then i wrote a book a small book for um new members in church or new members who've given their life to christ called the crucible to let them know that being a Christian is not some cute title. You will have you have started a, a came into a war, so to speak. And this is definitely a journey. And then I wrote the training manual, how I rebuilt my life. Where I go back into different organizations, do my personal development workshop, and that's called Hurdles. Um, and then I wrote a poetry book to express my feelings. I've been a poet all my life. So I think, Linda, once I started, a little part of me <laughs> just, just started coming out different ways. And so I was excited to, why I never thought, you know, being a high school dropout, I'd author 12 books. That is impressive. I mean, there are people with PhDs who don't have 12 books. They're lucky if they have one, right? <laughs> um, I think that's amazing. And I, and I love the fact that it came from your community advocacy, that you saw a need um, with young children, with teens, um, and in your church for education and for um Awareness. Uh, I know I had um, C.J. Scarlett on a couple of weeks ago, and she's written a book on um, how to outwit predators. Um, mm-hmm. and, because again, she she is um, so concerned. So her, her advocacy is around um, you know sexual abuse and that kind of thing. And we had Vanessa Russell on, who is um, Love Never Fails Us and around human trafficking. So these are women who have stepped into very specific parts of what you've written about um, and are uh, you know, writing additional stuff, doing additional work, and really are motivated to stop both of those, stop the abuse, stop. Yes. Um, and really giving women um, the, the power, the ability, and the tools necessary to defeat predators. Yes. And I, I think that's that's also really key. I love the fact, um, you, you'll appreciate this, CJ's actually writing a book for two-year-olds to 16-year-olds. And the idea is to teach them at two how, again, beginning that prevent, uh, preventing predators from being able to um, get to you. And I think that's just phenomenal. I have a brand-new grandchild who's... Um, Going, going on four months. Thank you. And I want that. I told CJ, I said, you have to have it before she turns two because I want to give it to her mom. Because <laughs> I know it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a vital piece in their education. Something that um, I know as, as old as I am, um, it was not something that was ever talked about. We didn't no, talk about those kinds of things. There were so many women's things that you just didn't talk about. So one of the things we, we did 
mention, um, was your seven pillars in hurdles. What are those and why are they important? Well, um, the seven pillars, goal setting, time management, um, staying focused. How do you balance family, career, uh, life, uh, creating and speaking to a vision, service to others and having a spiritual foundation? And those are seven, seven different pillars that I incorporate into my life that changed the trajectory of my family. I remember one time in class, a professor had told the class that the world belongs to those who are disciplined. And, mm. and, and, and I was like, wow. And I had become disciplined where I was a, went from a high school dropout, someone with no goals. And I just didn't have, you know, any dreams or aspirations where this homeless process for three years I've learned to be disciplined. I've, and so that I take that so true that the world do, does belong to those who are disciplined. And so this, these pillars help you become disciplined. Um, the way I teach my workshop, I, I, tell, I have rave reviews from the people because I intertwine my personal story. And I just let the people know that nothing changes unless you're willing to get in that ring and fight for yourself. You know, no one becomes successful overnight. This is if God had told me 12 years ago, well, daughter, you're going to be homeless for this. No one is going to help you. You're going to feel like <laughs> committing. So, you know, but in 12 years, you'll be on radio interview. You'll be telling this journey. And that's the part about faith. No one knows how the end is going to be. But it's, it's that it just seemed like once I took a step, God took two. And it was like we was in a love dance. And so I just teach these seven pillars on how to change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Because let, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, if God did not step in, there was no way I, I could have accomplished that. I mean, I was I had no resources. You know, at 35 years old, my mindset was pretty much defeated from abusive relationship, just a homeless. You know, putting my life into my children, whether they wasn't, you know, the streets wouldn't get a hold to them. It took a lot of mental. So I was exhausted. By the time this journey, you know, came to, I'm. I'm just now coming to a woosah moment like, what just happened? <laughs> and you know what? It's like it's smoke coming from my brain steam. And so my kids, the ones that are in college, if they call me, they got to catch me on a good day. If they call me and say, mom, I got this question. Let me send you over this assignment. And I told them, honey, if you ask me, one, if I see one more school book, I'm going to throw it across the room. So we laugh and joke about that. And um, But it was definitely if God did not step in, there's no way I could have did all that within 10 years. So, I'm sorry, you said God did or did not step in? No, I said if he did not step in. If okay. He, if, yeah, if, it was no way I could have done what I did without him. It's, it's, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have, I wasn't that smart and I didn't have the money. And, and so if he did not come and help me, I'll, I'll, I'll just thank him for, for not forgetting about the homeless woman in Atlanta. I think that's fab, fabulous. Yeah, God, God definitely has a huge part in our lives, yeah. um, no matter what people, m- my, how they might address him, um, you know, whether yeah. it's source or, mm-hmm. you know, the universe or whatever it might be. But yes, um, I think you're absolutely correct that there there are messages. I, 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 um, I believe very strongly in the fact that there is another place and that there is a driving force. Um, yes. that helps us with all of these things. And I, th- I think it's really powerful what you've been able to do. So can you, uh, can you honestly say that there are people that you have walked through this and you've seen massive change in them? 
Oh my, I even get caught. And it's interesting because it's not just a woman's story. Right. I've been emailed from men. And I had one guy call and say, Dr. Holden, I'll just call and let you know. Because of your story, I've enrolled in school. I told my wife and my mom about you. And I just want you to know I'm getting good grades. I got all A's. Yay. But because of you, and it's a story of determination. I think we live in an age where men, women, children, they just want to see hope. They just want to see if I keep going. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And so for me to see even men are being inspired, say, you know what, if you can do it with six kids and homeless, I'm going to get back out here and throw my hat back in the ring, keep looking for that job, enroll in school. So just to see is not just a woman's story. It's just people are tired of being here or hearing sermons. They mm-hmm. actually want to see a sermon, someone that's actually, uh, it didn't happen for her overnight. She's cried. She's thought about, went through all the phases, thought about suicide. Even I even checked myself into a, a hospital. You know, I went in one day and I told the lady at the front desk, well, they killed me. It, you know, I just <laughs> went in. I say, I don't want to live anymore. And then the lady said, ma'am, are you saying you want to commit suicide? I said, yes. And they kept me for a week for observation because we talking about three years of being homeless, you know, and um, so, yeah, they and, and, and I just remember they had a padded room and, and I didn't have to go in there, but I just asked the lady, can I go into that room? She said, ma'am, you don't have to go in. I said, I just need to go in there and pray. Mm. And, and Miss Linda, I would just go in there and drop down to my knees and I'll cry out to God, please help me. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have anything. Help me. And for that week, I would go in that room and do this. And when I left, it was like a refreshing wind came over me. And before I knew it, I had an AA, a BA, a MBA. I did a year and a half in a Master of Divinity, about a year in a PhD program. And he, he just saw me through no matter. And it was hard. It didn't get easy. It, and I just kept going. And, and I just and, and that just that journey. I'm forever grateful because it had not been for my journey. I would not be the woman who I am today. That is just such an inspiring story, Latasha. I I. I it it gives me chills. Um, what was I going? I was going to ask you. Oh, um, so leadership is all a part of this. And in, in a, can you give me just a two minute look at what do you feel leadership really is? You've given us lots of examples. Yeah, yeah. Le- leadership to me is is being true to who you are, even if you have to stand alone. You 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 get to a point in your in your life that you're owning your space to make the world better place, whatever your space is, whatever your, your dreams and aspiration are, you owning that space and you're going to claim your space in time and say, I will leave my mark here for the betterment of the world. And that's leadership. You just stand in your integrity. You standing in your purpose and say, this is who I am. And this is what I'm going to do. Whether I have to stand alone or, or, or just, it's just me out there holding up my little campaign sign. But you're standing true to your to your values and your morals to make the world a better place. I think that's so impressive. Thank you for that definition. So, audience, being true to yourself, who you are, own your space, yes. dream, claim that space, claim your time, yes. stand in your integrity, stand if you have to stand alone, but yes. standing true. Think about how you're doing that in your own life, and we'll be right back. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have, I've had probably one of the best times I've had in a long time with Dr. Latarsha Holden talking about her journey um, to using leadership, probably even before she even knew that she was a leader. um, That, you know, wondering whether I can do this or whatever and really following the path that God God set her. I love the fact that she, her, her teachings are all around discipline, that you can have all this, but you need to be disciplined in what you do and how you do it. Latarsha, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes, well, I've been having an awesome time. Good. And this is a woman who has 12 books. Um, and I, I, am, I am in awe with you know the 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 variety, and yet they all have a common theme. Um, you know, it's it's about 
you know, teaching young girls how to be leaders. It's talk. It's talking to children about kindness and joy and those kinds of things that are really um, cornerstones of having a, a spectacular life. Um, and then you write poetry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, been a poet since I was about thirteen. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, one. That, so my children's books rhyme. So when I go and and the kids love it when I go to the schools and do reading and I read my own books and they was like, oh, we love your, your you know. So I, it's a message with a rhyme, but it that's definitely my uh, my latest book is um different faces from different places mm-hmm. and and it's for kids to and it has about twelve different um ethnicities in there you know and and it just teaches. so if you meet someone from korea if you meet someone from jamaica it gives points about information about each culture so if you have a classmate in there you can go and kind of that's how you can bond over you know knowledge and friendship because you understanding something about their where they're from and i think that was yeah so that was my latest release and latarsha are these all on your website yeah, well, they're all or on not. Amazon. Yeah. They're all on so Amazon. It's a link. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yep. what age group is the are the kids' books for? The children's books are elementary, so we go from pre-K to fifth grade. Okay, great. Yeah. All right, so we have pre-K to eighth grade, and then you have the 11 to 15-year-olds and teaching them about what it's like to be a teenager. Um, yeah, and just the different issues as a community advocate. All different. Um, yeah. yeah. Our kids are facing stuff we didn't even have to. So it's, it's a book on sex trafficking. All of my U-series books, about 30 pages each. So it's a book on sex trafficking, um, teen dating violence, love and forgiveness, bullying, and untruthful mama wisdom. I, I'm looking forward. Someone said, I would love for you to do an animation. The books are funny, but the message are serious because untruthful mm-hmm. mama wisdom there are twin sisters who live together, but what made me thought of these characters, I remember back in the day, the community looked out for each other. They knew what the neighbor children yes. were doing. And so Untruthful Mama Wilson, they kind of bring that sense of the, what the kids are missing today, you mm-hmm. know, and so those are the, so in each book, they help a teen in their neighborhood. So they help a teen who might be dealing with bullying. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they're funny. And so I had a couple of parents that we would love to see this in animation just to, because the characters, they, they, they the twin sisters are funny. They have different personalities. One is a little quiet. One is ready to kind of get in there and whoop some little tail. <laughs> and <laughs> So to see them work together to help each child out in each book is really funny, but the message is very serious and it can help. And I just wanted to help kids I may never come in contact with. I I think that's fantastic because you're absolutely right. The kids today... Uh, live in a different world than we did. Um, yeah. you're, you're, you're right. We, you know, Everybody in the neighborhood knew what everybody else was doing. They t- looked out for each other um, and all of that, which was stellar. Now we, we, we silo. I mean, basically, yeah. you know, we're, not, we're not necessarily connected except via social media, and that can be really ugly exactly. as well. Um, so do, have you dealt with uh, cyberbullying and all that too? No, no. I just... Um, um, and th- like I said, the love I poured to my six children, I just feel, you know, because I believe ministry starts at home. Yes. It's not about. And so once I poured the love into my six children and now I have four grandchildren and I just want, you know, and this is part of my legacy, you know, that, that, that passing that message, that message on. And so to hopefully um, and I've and my books 
I've never really had a chance to market them because I ran, for, I came out of school 2016, ran for office 2017. So now I'm getting to, okay, I got all this product. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, and God is, God will have you do it like that. He'll have, so when he pushes you and exposes you, you got the product, it's done. So I'm looking forward to really getting my books out there and, and hopefully save, if I could just save someone's life from each book, I've, I believe I've done my job. That's yeah, that's awesome. I know 2018 for me was was a whirlwind of stuff, um, just getting material out and books out, and, yeah, and all that. And it's like 19 is supposed <laughs> to be quieter. Um, I don't think that's true, but um, at least after how the first three months have turned out, um, we're 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 not pushing though. That's I think that's the cool thing is I'm I'm just letting it. Yeah sort of yes. around me. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned legacy, Latarsha. As a leader, what do you think about leaving a legacy? Oh, my goodness. You know, and that, when we was home, that was my service to others is my legacy to my children and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yes, we can leave houses and cars. And we, like you said, I think you made a comment too. We've known people and people know people with money and rich and Kids might be snobbish. They don't have a heart for, you know, those that are marginalized. They don't have a heart for those that are have less than them. So for me, legacy is big for me for a service to others. I believe that this is the only thing that can transfer from one person to someone else that will have eternal value. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was my thing. And that was the thing. I Like you said, even before I knew what leadership was, I knew I wanted to leave my children something. And I told her, I don't know if I'd be able to have, you know, because at that time it was looking kind of bleak for me, you know. And right. and I say, OK, I don't know if I have a house to leave you all or money or a car. But if I can leave you all how to serve and be a servant to others and look for ways to serve in your community. And then and so that became my legacy, service to others. And I believe serve figure out your legacy. And it's not all about money and car. And that's nice. I want to be able to leave that too as well. But what about the person intrinsic value? You know, who are they? Can they look at themselves in the mirror to me? So when you think about legacy as leaders, look a little beyond a little bit more beyond the materialistic things, but the things that will make that person um a better person so they can become, you know, leave a better change in the world for others. So I think legacy goes beyond materialistic um, things. Yes. Be the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, And so how, how do we go about doing that? I mean, how do we go about really demonstrating that legacy? You got a person has to dig deep and true, you know, um, I remember I heard uh, uh, through Huff Post when I read the legendary entrepreneur, motivational speaker Jim Rohn, and, I, mm. and I, 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 he said that uh, he said it best: "Your level of success will rarely see your level of personal development. Your legacy has to be rooted in you as a person. It, it, mm-hmm. It's going to come from who you are within." And so, I mean, we know we're nasty, mean, rude people, you know, I mean, you you know, we do. And you have to remember that on your deathbed, you're not going to ask for those degrees in the walnut frame. You're not going to ask for your financial statements or or put me in my car or want to do give a tour of your house. What's going to matter is the people that you love. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just, you know, and so don't wait till you're on your deathbed to realize that you live a life that really wasn't worth living. Because now at the end of your life, it's only going to matter about the people who love and who you was there for and made an impact. So Absolutely. That's look, yeah. Okay. So, Latarsha, you have a free gift for our audience. Would you like to share what that is? Yes, I would love to uh, offer a one-hour free coaching session um, to get you started, to whet your appetite. You know, and some people, you know, life happens, and it's going to continue to happen. But I want to just kind of get you started, hopefully um, bring you on board as a coaching client, but one-hour free coaching session. And they can book that through my website or even email me, um, LatarshaHolden at Yahoo.com, and we can get started. Absolutely. And I would really encourage you to grab this. This is a woman who has a wealth of knowledge and a depth in leadership that can only be imagined and needs to be experienced. Um, And her gift will be on our free radio gift page. Um, So, Latarsha, uh, this has been awesome. Um, How I, I know you've talked about how you're currently using um, leaderships. Is there anything that's coming up this year that we all should know about? Um, again, I, well, I did kick off my business, as you said earlier, Three right. Elements, Three Elements, Inc. And Three Elements, how I came up with that name was always been because I'm not from a um, corporate America. I don't, you know, or some high, you know, elite group. So I asked God, I said, well, what is it about me that I can start? He says, been three things that have followed you all your life, love, compassion and service. And so those three elements are always with me, whether I'm doing a workshop, coaching, motivational speaking. And so I'm just excited. I just kicked it off. I got my first contract with the Atlanta Urban League. And that's my business. Workshops, uh, facilitating workshops, personal development is my signature workshop. So motivational speaking, personal development, coaching. And now I'm about to add parenting classes and do, um, I'm going to write a parenting guide. And so that's my next thing coming up. And I'm just looking forward to God to bless my business. And hopefully I travel the world motivational speaking. Oh, that would be awesome. So audience, if you have an event where you're looking for a keynote speaker or just a workshop speaker to talk about all of this leadership that Latarsha has shared with us on the show, I would strongly encourage you to connect with her and invite her to be on your stage because I know it would be absolutely fantastic. Um, so let's see, what else should we talk about? Um, I know I want you to give us um, at least three fabulous tips that we can go out and use right now. Okay, well, one quote came to mind before I get it to Bruce Lee's um, quote, uh, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. The first thing right now you have to put into your mind, first tip, is no one is going to fight for you but you. You got to, that, that, that's the first tip. If you want it, you have to get that hungry appetite and you're just going to have to go for it. You probably will fail three, four times, but you have to go for it. Two, um, love who you are. Be kind to yourself. Life had beat me down so much. I I was not kind to myself. And now I'm learning how to be kind. Be kind to yourself. You know, you're going to make mistakes. That same love and compassion you give to everyone else, give to yourself. And three, as a leader, be true to who you are. 
Know your, your morals, stand with them, and your integrity will always lead you to places of, uh, in front of people of influence and affluence where God can use you at a higher level. Latarsha, I love that, especially um, the second one about love who you are, be kind, and love yourself. Um, I I find that this is the one place that women especially have a really hard time. We have, we wear so many hats. I mean, we wear, you know, the businesswoman hat, we wear the mom hat, we wear the wife hat, we wear the the, um, churchgoer or even committees within church, you have your associations, you have all of these things that you are um, serving. So, you know, you're taking the, uh, you're hungry, this is part of your your goal and where you want to be. But the one person that we don't serve is ourselves. Yes. yes. So, <laughs> just a real quick um tip on how how do we include self-care and self-love in our our daily routine celebrate the small steps you know you don't have to wait till you graduate with that bachelor's my thing is who's to say you'll make it to four years we you know we got to stop being um selfish and and think we're originators of time celebrate (laughs) you know we we think we control time i'm gonna be down four years no celebrate the small steps after each semester or after each report that you've completed at work, celebrate. Do something nice for yourself. And that's and, fantastic. Yes. Thank you so, so very much. And I want to thank you for being on the show, Latarsha. You've had some just fantastic um, ideas for our audience. And audience, um, you can connect with me at Lee, at Linda at Dare to Lead. And that's the number two lead with Linda.com. And Until next week, I want you to remember, be courageous, dare to lead. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.